Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of our Games and Junk Music podcast with a lovely title, Big Treble and Little China. My name is John Lucero. I am joined by the lovely Brittany Beschel. What's up, people? We're here to talk about music. We, it's, this, uh, this podcast weirdly feels a long time coming, even though we've only been talking about doing it for about a week now kind of in the planning stages, but uh, myself and Brittany both have a very strong love for music. We listen to a lot of music, more than the average person, I would say. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like the weird thing, too, is maybe to acknowledge that I feel like somehow the Life is Strange podcast that we did kind of pushed us in this direction, talking about the music in those games so much. Yeah. It, it, it just felt like this was the natural progression of things, so... This is why we are here now. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been asking for it, all of you out there that, that have been asking for this. Um, and I have to also take a moment to say, Brittany came up with the title of this podcast. I cannot take credit for this title. I am very happy with it. It is very stupid, but it very in very but yet very awesome. So it's exactly what I wanted. I mean, stupid is our thing, so we yeah. got to go with it. Yeah. Just, just wait until you see our, our the way that we we rank some of this music. It's going to be even better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are <clears throat> we're gonna do these uh, once a weekish. There will be time. You know, it's not a not a hard set thing, but we are gonna try and get these out as often as possible. Keep keep to keep up with the new releases and whatnot. Um, and we're gonna but we're and we're gonna mix it up here and there. But uh, you know, for this first episode, I thought what could be better than talking about a un- an album that in some ways is unforgettable when you hear it uh, <laughs> is the new Cupcake album, Epherize. And uh, Cupcake has been pretty prolific since, uh, from what I have checked out once after listening to the album. Uh, and she's kind of only been around for since about 2016, late 2016, I think. And she's put out a couple, a couple mixtapes and EPs, and this is her first full-length, full-length album from what I can tell. Uh, and at least from my perspective, she kind of, she lays it all in line in this album. <laughs> she, uh, that, that's yes. putting it, that's putting it very, very, uh, very cleanly. <laughs> it's, so we're going to break this thing down kind of track by track. You know, we're not going to necessarily spend a lot of time on each track, but just, you know, this follow up progression of an album, you know, see how it, see how we feel as we go through it, kind of, so you guys can follow, when you're listening to follow along as well, uh, give props where props is due, and also call out certain tracks that maybe don't deserve as many props. But, yeah, so we think, this is, this is a weird, I don't know why this feels like such a weirdly fitting album to start with. It, uh, also, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. make any sense, but it also yeah. makes all the sense at the same time. Also, this is a good time to mention that this podcast is, will be, there, I'm not going to censor myself on this podcast, save for the <laughs> N-word. The N-word will never be uttered on this podcast. I promise you that. I listen to a lot of hip-hop. I will. I am going to censor myself, though, because I'm a white, I'm a, I am a 23-year-old white boy. That's not going to happen. But <laughs> everything else is, 
is free game. So if you have, and I promise you, we're this, this uh, first album is going <laughs> to highlight that. But if you have, if if you're sensitive to some to some vulgar things, which I mean, if you listen to the Game and Junk podcast, you you've probably heard us uh, say some pretty vulgar things. But just heads up. Anyway, um, all right, Brittany, ready to ready to talk about the album. Let's, uh, oh man, I've been ready. I've been ready since listening to this thing. All right, so. Uh, it starts out with the song with the song two minutes, which is three minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and I find two minutes to be a pretty solid opener. It's a very she kind of makes her statement that she's uh, about her kind of her struggles. She's kind of here to stay. It's it's a good, you know, first album kind of opener song. I think to it's it's serious enough. It's it's not I don't think it's going to leave a crazy impression on you, but I think it's solid. I don't know about you, Brittany, but no, uh, I mean, it's just it's a good intro to the album as a whole and everything. You know, I like the message she had about having flaws and accepting it and not judging people for that and everything. I mean, that's kind of as eloquent as she gets through this album, maybe, except for uh, a couple of moments here and there. But yeah, there, there are there are a few songs where I think she uh, it comes across very, very well spoken and, and uh, her. This girl has, has got some bars. I'm going to say that right now. She No, she definitely, yeah. she does. Yeah. I just, I, I really appreciate the fact that both of us noted song two minutes is three minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wonder if there was something intentional about that. I feel like there was, we have, yeah. maybe we could find out at some point. Yeah. Uh, and so quickly following uh, two minutes is, in my opinion, the best song in the album, uh, Cartoon cartoons it is a hell of a song it is the weirdest banger i've heard in a while too yeah the the way the way that i described it this is what i put down on my notes is broke ass wind chime bop and i don't know why (laughs) it's because like i don't know what that chiming is in the beginning of it it's so weird but it just fits so well and you get so into it just immediately after the song starts and all and like just lyrically this song is nuts like it is all especially especially and it also shows her age um and like she's referencing and i i looked at she is 20 years old um uh, and she's referencing like uh johnny bravo she's referencing this cartoons constantly i mean it's in the name of the song johnny bravo flintstones tom and jerry smurfs, smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm gonna try and find some uh, choice lyrics from the song. Let's see. Oh man, we're doing this, huh? Yeah. We're, oh, we're doing this, this. Yeah, we're going. We're going with lyrics in the song for sure. Uh, um. All right, we're gonna go with the hook. I love the fucking hook of this song. I really do. It is in. It is ridiculous. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go with the second half of the hook. Not. I'm not. Uh, I'm a, I'm a snack, so I track Scooby Doo's. Give him Smurf dick. That's balls blue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. That's, uh, I don't look for people, so fuck Waldo, bitch. I'm cocky like Johnny Bravo. And I, she, I love it. I she love says, it. So she fun. says this with so much confidence. So much confidence. Um, it's like it. I feel like it most a lot of people this song wouldn't work or it would come across as too cheesy. I don't know what she what it is about her, but uh, she's got she's got enough swagger to her that I think it works in the end. 
And uh, <laughs> give him Smurf dick that's balls blue is a pretty fucking good line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, it's a it's a good one. As far as, as the more, well, eh, I was going to say kind of like the more vulgar lyrics go, that's one that I find much more palatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's also Wait, I, you know what? I just I want to retract that statement. I don't want to say anything about balls being palatable. So forget I said that. <laughs> so yes, it's also like I think it's palatable because it's only one line. Like this is a relatively tame song compared to what we're about to ask you what we're gonna get into. Like it is it like that is a, a dirty line, but it's nothing too insane, you know. Blue like like blue balls. It's not the most raunchy thing you'd say. So, uh, and she and her flow also makes it pretty awesome too. Like you want to sing along to to this song. It's it's a good one. It's just a it's just a solid, uh, uh, fast paced, awesome, awesomely written song. It, it's definitely the standout track of the album for me. Yeah. All right. Now what, the track we're about to get into <sighs> is probably going to tell you uh, whether what. Whether the album is for you or not, in a way, I mean, I don't think that's fair to say, because honestly, when you told me to listen to this album and I got to this song, the first thing I was thinking is, John, what the fuck are you thinking? This <laughs> suggesting for me to listen to this. I got past it and was able to appreciate the rest of the album. Still can't come back to this song and take it or take her seriously. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so more track. I'm going to read the very first line of this song. <clears throat> I thought I came, but I peed on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Pubic hair got inches. That's weave on the dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 I get, oh, my. I, okay. I really appreciate the next line, though. I feel like it's not fair to leave that out. Oh, pussy like a tree. It got leaves on the shit. <laughs> bang, bang, this pussy chief keef with the dick. It's this song. Oh, my God. It's just from the like that line right there is. I've never been so taken aback by a, a, the first song, the first line of the song before. Um, and then there's the, the chorus with the oh. hook. Uh, it's just repeat <laughs> head of the dick, duck, 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 goose, and get that dick up and running when he fucked this cooch. <laughs> Covered in all my cum, the dick be looking like a goose. <laughs> you know what? I, I have to appreciate this song for what it is, and I feel like it has to be written as Brittany, comedy. There's I no think, way. I think I like this song, and it's so hard to listen to, but I think I think her flow is just too good in this song. I think it's like... <sighs> See, the thing is, I'm trying not to listen to it too much because I don't want to be somebody that likes this song and <laughs> it only has to listen to it in shame in the privacy of my own home when nobody else is here. Like you're cooking and you're just jamming out at this fucking song. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm just in the kitchen cooking and then my dad comes home and th this is what's blasting over my Amazon Echo. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... It is a. Uh, it is not for the uh, weak-hearted. This this uh, this track. It is honestly. I don't consider myself a prude whatsoever, and this song still gets me like makes me cringe a little bit sometimes. This was some of the uh, lyricism 
and the wordplay that she uses. There's a verse two in the song is literally just her talking, and uh, every line is a different description of her pussy. Um, <laughs> so there's that. One one of the things that I noted is when I was listening to this, I was listening to it at work with headphones on. Thank God, because I probably would have lost my job. And <laughs> I, 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 from the I city was going to tell you that, but I feel like you heard uh, the song before I got back to you, and I was like, oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing is, I'm sitting there at work listening to this, and I felt like I wasn't able to contain contain the face of guilt that I had. I just <laughs> felt like I was doing something wrong listening <laughs> to this song. But I mean, I got I got through it. Somehow, I mean, and this was during a 16 and a half hour workday, so that was rough as it was. This just was was hitting me, but uh, I mean, I was able to move on, thankfully. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a fucking hell of a song. Uh, also, Coochie guaranteed to put you to sleep so damn soon, right on the dick. I'm reading Good Night Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Love that line, too. Not going to lie. <laughs> All oh, right. man. And honestly, I feel like that's tw- kind of, save for one song later, kind of the end of, like, where, where I want to just get, get into lyrics on songs. Like, because she's got, and again, she's got bars. Uh, but, and Wisdom Teeth is the next song on this, on this track list. And here's where I s- kind of uh, started to get a little bored with the beat because this whole album and it's kind of like a theme throughout the album is that the beats are pretty generic on this thing and they just don't really do it for me to the point where after a few listens i'm skipping a lot of songs even if i like the lyrics just because i they They, all kind of seem to blend together yeah and it's it's, production is you find out throughout the show we do it's very important for me in a song i like i like good production in a song i think i I drive a lot and I work out a lot, so I'm not always pay, paying attention to the words of a song. But it's it's oh, it's usually a beat that will grab me more uh, more immediately than uh, good lyrics. Yeah, and I feel like that's the thing about this album as a whole is if you are not in the position to actually listen to the lyrics and be able to appreciate them, whether they're the more comedic ones or just a regular song, I guess um, you're not going to appreciate this album too much once you're listening to it in order especially i feel like it just it, it seems kind of one note after a while yeah because she has and her flow while good is, is also kind of one note throughout the album there's very few instances where she uh kind of branches out to a uh different flow uh again wisdom teeth has, has some good some uh some good words and some good lyrics in it but uh not not one that really sticks with me uh crayons also really good message i think it's got I, I I like I said really good message. I think it again the beat kind of hurts it and the song. I I don't know the me, the message like she apparently like she's very uh, L, uh, LGBTQ uh, right that's right yeah LGBTQ. I, there's so many letters now. I'm sorry yeah. we can't keep up. Yeah yeah she <laughs> uh, friendly and she is uh, support been very supportive of them in the past. This is not out of character for her whatsoever. Uh, I again, I like the message, but some, the song itself just doesn't not come together for me. It's not, uh, it's, it's just not something I want to. If it comes on the playlist, I'm def, I would definitely skip. 
person. I mean, see me on the other hand, I felt like this was quite the gay anthem. And I mean, when she okay. said okay. that, when she said, "Then curve that bitch like a rainbow," I felt that. <laughs> Word. All right. It's, okay. Uh, I. You're definitely more equipped to talk about this than I am. So. <laughs> so. Uh, all right. So a couple, uh, you know, differing opinions on that one. I think at this point, I'm just, you know, the, the lack of variety is starting to get to me and we're not even halfway through the track list at this point. So, uh, I know you're a fan of the next one when I, oh, can absolutely. When I get there. uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, it is, I don't know if I like this song. I, I okay. So, <laughs> When I say that I like this song, I mean I like it because of how ridiculous it is. I mean, you're literally just repeating Cinnamon Toast Crunch over and over again. The she, chorus. And that's kind of, I think, why I might not like it, because I don't, I don't think I like the hook that much. And that's kind of what the song is, you know? It's kind of just Cinnamon Toast Crunch over and over again. Yeah, and, I mean, but the thing is, like, I would love this so much more if... It was the actual like advertising. I was literally, I was literally gonna say that if this was like a serial commercial, like this would fucking blow Dude, up everywhere. It would be amazing. I mean, obviously, you're gonna have to do like a a safe for television and radio version, which uh, may have to bring in a ghostwriter for that. I don't think she may be capable of something <laughs> of that sort. But I mean, it be it would be great. That would be so good. I mean, I feel like this is just a straight up advertisement for Cinnamon Toast Crunch because I, I'm not gonna lie, I really want to a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch after listening to this. And that's not even really what this has to do with. No, <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> so, you know, this one's kind of, it's uh, the hook is going to determine whether you like the star or not. So just go into that and going, going, go in knowing that, uh, exit is the next song. I actually, I think exit's one of the better songs on here. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of this one. Uh, I think it, uh, the use of auto tune in the song actually adds some adds some of that variety I'm looking for. Uh, I'm not always I don't always love auto tune, but I'm, I'm not against auto tune by any means. So uh, I, I think when it can be used properly, I don't really yeah. see the problem with it. Yeah, like it's you know uh, it's just an artistic choice as far as I'm concerned. Uh, don't like I I would not base your whole thing around it, but you know <laughs> uh, using it using it properly, it's uh, it can make it can really bring a song together. Uh, so yeah, I liked, I liked exit, uh, song about, uh, I remember right, kicking out, uh, cheating, uh, cheating a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's one, def definitely solid. I mean, that was one of the ones that was a little bit more forgettable to me. Like, I felt like that was one of the weaker songs on the album, okay. but again, this is exactly what this podcast is about is about yeah. forcing each other to listen to stuff. We wouldn't normally listen to. I wouldn't listen to this on a regular basis, but I really like some of the songs <laughs> on this album. It's, it's, it's a weird case. Um, we got Nate, we got self interview, sorry, self interview up next. I think I like the concept of the song quite a bit, you know? Uh, yeah, see, what I was thinking is I felt like the production on this was one of the weaker ones, too. But yeah. lyrically, I mean, come on. With good cheekbones like Pikachu? <laughs> You're not finding this anywhere else on iTunes or Spotify these days, kids. Uh, and then, like, this line, females have, females have sex on the first night. They get called a hoe for that one night stand. Men have sex on the first night. Congratulations, you got around your bands. Uh, like there, 
uh, she, it's just a really co- it's just a really cool concept. Like she's she's interviewing herself in the song. She's coming. She's being pretty uh, open about uh about uh about herself and kind of her even her own problems she has. You know, it's lyrically very strong. Again, the uh beats okay. Again, you know, it's uh if you want lyric if you're in there, if you're in this for lyrics, is I think it's going to be one of the songs that sticks out for you. Yeah, uh, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, it's solid, solid song. Naval, honestly, I don't remember the song at all. (laughs) (laughs) My notes just say pretty forgettable. And to be honest, I listened to this song three times. Don't remember it at all. Yeah, like I've listened to I listened to album three or four times. I think uh, uh, three and a half ish. But uh, and uh, yeah, I. Remember it able at all. So if you oh, got cool. there, that means that now we got more time to move on to spoiled milk titties. <laughs> okay. My note for this is a very short line. It says like duck, duck goose, but not as catchy. <laughs> uh, my, my notes literally just say no. <laughs> that's, that's really all I could say about it was just no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hope that dick don't look like a midget. I love midgets, but the dick needs some inches. Yeah. Oh god, front row seat is the pussy and the booty hole is the backstage. Like the refrain wow. Alter Ego is a free code, dick swimming like finding Nemo, booty hole shit like a zero, like a zero, and the twat upside down and the twat an upside down Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's what it is. Is is you gotta you gotta come into this album looking for the lyrics because you're gonna find some memorable lines on here for sure. Yeah, I, and I feel like I feel like just based on listening to this album, I would love to see her live, just just for the experience of it. I feel like it would be a lot of fun just because of how ridiculous it would be. Man, seeing her, I couldn't imagine what a live show would be like. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, yeah this this song is also gonna te- gonna test your. Uh, your uh, endurance in some ways. Uh, it, it's not. It's just not as catchy as Duck Duck Goose, so it's, it, it does. So I don't give it much of a pass as I do that song. Um, it is. I mean, there's gonna be lyrics that you're gonna remember for a long time. So you know, there's that. Uh, don't touch your booty hairs. She does say that at one point. <laughs> <laughs> not, I wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, God, it's just, it's gold. It's basically gold. <laughs> it's gold, yeah, gold. Just, uh, oh, God. Uh, All right, moving on to, moving uh, on. to Total. Which uh, is another song that I kind of don't remember all that well. Yeah, it's I have my, my notes here. Okay, it's okay. I have it down as okay. I don't remember it. But flow is starting to feel monotonous. Like at this point, even the flow is kind of getting monotonous for me. So the flow and the beats, which are two big things for me, two very big things. Uh, I put them above lyrics and my pantheon of what's important for me in a hip hop hip hop song. And I know that's might sound blasphemous to some hip hop fans. I like lyrics. I mean, I I, I appreciate good lyrics. I'm not a I. And uh, the whole the total package is still everything I want, but uh, I I can get down to a good beat, a really good beat with a nice flow. So um, yeah, at this point it's starting to wear on me. 
the next song is memorable. Is memorable. I don't know if uh, you like it. It's. Uh, uh, it, you're not wrong about it being memorable, but I yeah. literally wrote down that the song made me laugh a lot, but I don't think I'll listen to it again. Yeah, like it's post pick, and it's a it's literally about her process, her thought processes before she posts on Instagram. <laughs> And, uh, like, I haven't written it's a fun song, but the hook isn't my favorite. I don't like the post pick, uh, like the whatever. I don't. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Post pick. Oh, shit. Post pick. Oh, shit. Post pick. And, oh, see, the shit. thing is, I also kind of have an issue with songs that are going to be dated in, in what I can assume would be somewhat short of a time. Yeah. Uh, when we keep making these references to things like, I mean, think about it. It's like people mentioning MySpace and songs back in the day. Now we're talking about basically posting so- or pictures on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's like this. Like, Instagram is a, it's big now, but like five years from now, Instagram's going to be gone and something else will be in its place. So, um, just like every other form of social media. So, it's, yeah, this, this song, I think the hook's going to, Decide whether you like it or not. I did not like the hook. No. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you got uh, meet and greet. Uh, it. I mean, it's got bars. It's you know, it's just another, just another song on this on the playlist to me. Uh, yeah, another another really really forgettable one. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a fun listen, maybe once. But I kind of took this as the spot where the album could have almost fell on its face at this point. Yeah. Now, the next song is probably one of my favorite songs on the album, I think. It's kind of... It's Single while, ta- single while Taken. Uh, she kind of... There seems to be a little more production on the song. I like the I like the concept behind the song. It's kind of a good take. It's a, a different take on the, uh, on the cheating song, which is pretty common in music. Uh... Yeah, but it, I yeah. felt like something about it was so fresh. Like her take on on having an incompetent lover and someone who makes you feel inadequate on a regular basis. Yeah. Like it just had a lot more power behind it than the typical like, uh, you don't love me the way that I deserve type thing. You know, because I feel like it's so common these days now. Like, yeah, we get it. Everybody deals with that. But I feel like she put it in a much more enjoyable way to listen to. Yeah, and the the chorus is really good. Uh, like the whole, even the name itself, "Single While Taken," basically gives the idea of what the, like just feel, the feeling of even when you're in a relationship, you're you still feel you still feel single because the person is not not fulfilling their end of the bargain, you know. So it's uh like this song. I think this song gets closer to that total package I was talking about earlier in terms of lyrics, beat, and uh, uh, flow. It's uh. It it definitely brings the end of this album uh, back up from kind of like the low point it was it was it was reaching, so uh, I think it would have would have been a better uh, uh, final track than the last the actual last track fullest, uh, which which is uh, it, I have written out it's it's a much needed variety in production it's kind of got like a, I want to say an island an island kind of theme going on yeah like I yeah. loved I loved the music behind yeah. it but it yeah. the lyrics to me were just kind of grating especially the fact that fullest was rhymed with fullest so many damn <laughs> yeah. times yeah because that's one of my biggest pet peeves in music is rhyming a word with the same exact word and she does it on purpose several times yeah it's. I, th- I think she started to run out of material by now. Uh, it's unfortunate because, again, like, I think the production is one of the uh, higher points of this album, even though I'm not, I don't, like, the island, uh, the island thing is kind of done 
uh, quite often now, but you know, it, compared to everything everything else production wise, it sticks out. So yeah, uh, I mean, John, I don't know what you mean by by it getting old. I mean, you got a problem with the opening line: "Saucy, saucy, so damn bossy, <laughs> pussy creaming in his coffee." <laughs> Oh my god. I mean honestly, what an adventure. I yeah. at the very least could recommend this album just for something to do. I mean most people listen to music as just like a part of their everyday life, but I feel like you need to sit down and actually listen to this because it's a ride. Yeah, it's uh I I recommended it to Britney and uh I was very hesitant to do that. <laughs> of like, I mean, the third, I, this is the third song in the album. Will tell you all you need to know. Uh, but there is something here with the uh, cupcake, and I, like, I, I just hope she gets a producer for the next album she does, whenever that may be, because uh, these generic trap beats and just generic rap beats. Uh, can only take you so far, especially in a 15 track so, uh, album. So, yeah, like, it, it did seem it did seem a little long, especially with some of those more forgettable songs that were in the middle. It just it, it kind of made it drag a little bit. Yeah, like if uh, if she had just trimmed it, I'd say trimmed it down to 10 tracks. I think it's a, uh, I have a much different opinion on this album. I still like the album overall, but at, at, uh, after a few, after multiple listens, it I've definitely sk- skipped about half the songs of the album. Um, after get, after giving it just a a listen for a little bit, just like yeah, I'm not feeling it. So, um, what? So it, I feel like we already kind of summed it up. I mean, yeah. when it comes down to it, what would you say that your your favorite tracks and your uh, dislike tracks are? Uh, I'm gonna say favorite tracks. Cartoons for sure. We already stated that. Uh, I'm gonna say Duck Duck Goose. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I I like that song. <clears throat> it's even save for all the other the bullshit and single Y taken. So those are my three. I'm gonna go with. Uh, yeah, I I uh, I definitely agree with cartoons single while taken. I also really liked Crowns. Uh, as far as the dislike tracks, I'm gonna have to give a hard pass to duck duck goose and spoiled milk titties because (laughs) let's be real i mean same as you said no prude or anything on this end but there is a such thing as too vulgar when it comes to lyrics i feel you Um, i feel you yeah yeah uh least favorite spoiled milk titties for sure um see some of them are just forget it's just forgettable. Yeah, it's not even so, that, I, that I don't like the other songs. Yeah. It's just that you you kind of just don't remember them after listening to this album. That's it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with spoil spoil milk t- navel spoil milk titties and total. Just kind of like uh, post pick. I'm gonna skip total post pick. Like kind of this that whole like section right there is just kind of weak uh, overall. Yeah. So and yeah, like she if she trimmed out that section of the of the album right there from self interview to like single well taken just trimmed out those like five songs in between there I think you've got a really solid album right like on your hands right here like a really like uh, a much easier recommend because uh, at that point you just have duck duck goose to worry about and not spoil my titties so <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
They're they're basically the same song it, in yeah, my just, mind, but one one is a better song, and I will say that. Uh, one say got the weirdest, catchiest hook I've heard in a while. So yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, so final, would you would you recommend this album, Brittany, or who would you recommend this album to? Oh man, who would I recommend this album to? I feel like. There's not too many people that I know personally, unless it's somebody that has a real good sense of humor that can uh, listen to music for the fun of it versus just kind of the production value, I guess. Um, But again, if you're someone who likes to listen to music that's a little more goofy, uh, maybe kind of something, someone who's a fan of maybe Steel Panther, because I know that they're more on the comedy (laughs) side. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe somebody who's into that. Uh, your typical rap fans? I don't know, because that would be something more you'd want to ask John yeah. about. I am <laughs> not too familiar with the state of how hip-hop is these days, because I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> so, this uh, this album seems to be doing uh, seem to do well uh, critically. Uh, it, it's actually a couple months old, from what I understand. It just kind of hit the forefront a, a little later. But, I, I mean, I saw the release yeah. date is uh, yeah. January 5th, so it did come out this year yeah. still. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, I think it is hard for women in rap uh, to, 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 get a, to get a place in rap. It's getting – it's got it better recently, and I'm guilty of this, That's too. That's debatable. Yeah. It, no, I mean, just compared I'm, – I'm talking about just artists in, that exist – uh, I mean, that, yeah, that's true. That are well known. Uh, they are becoming more well known. That aren't just Nicki Minaj. Um, so, and I think that's why she comes out with the ferocity that she does on this album because it's very common with a lot of uh, lady rappers uh, because they feel like they have to, and I understand that feeling. That, or I don't understand it personally, but I, I understand why they do that, uh, and I do hope. And I think it. I think it is slowly but surely getting better. Rap starting to become less of a of a boys' club than it, than it always has been. Um, uh, so yeah, if you're, I recommend the people. If you're, if you're looking for something lyrical, I think it's. I think this will do it for you. And as long as you can uh, handle the uh, more than occasional um, uh, vulgar line. <laughs> Uh, and like, uh, and vulgar in a way that isn't as common, uh, in rap also like sex is a common thing in rap, but the, the, the details, which he goes into some of the stuff is, uh, a little more surprising. So, yeah. So as far as ratings want to yeah, go, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really sure how you want to go about this. I think you know where I want to go with it and I know you don't want me to. Yeah. Uh, I I was gonna go with like kind of like just a one word descriptor, you know. I had a I if you we could talk about right now on the podcast if you want to. Uh, I was thinking, you know, like a like is this album trash? Is it meh? Is it decent? Good? Or is it great? And great's kind of like that. You fucking love this album, so. I mean, uh, I would even put one further than that and say like life changing because life, that's the way that I that yeah. I can look at a, at a good amount yeah. of music. Yeah, life like just that, you know, a, an album that def- will define your tastes for a while. So that's kind of like, well, 
that that will be for very very select few albums that we that we talk about. I'm very I'm sure. I mean, who's uh, to say that we can't even use two different scales, John? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got your thing. I got my thing that I accidentally came up with the other day. I know you hate it. I kind of love it. I know other people that I've pitched it to kind of love it too. So I, I don't, don't have I, to go. I don't hate it. It's just uh, I, I know I know it's the one word oh, in particular you're not a word. fan of. Yes, the, the blorp. All yeah, right, so obviously a popular. Uh, common phase that people phrase rather that people use when describing music these days is a bop, which means you fucking love the song. So, you know, the other day I just jokingly described a song that was kind of all right to a friend as a bip, not quite a bop, but still good. But then there was another song that she sent to me that I was just absolutely bored with. And I was like, you know what? This isn't even a bip. It's a blorp. So I'm just going to use a simple three point scale. It's either a blorp, a bip or a bop. I'm going to have to put this in the bip section because there are some bops on there, but there's just too many blorps <laughs> bringing it down. <laughs> I can hardly take myself seriously, but you know what? We're here to have fun, so that's what we're doing. All right. So uh, it's the bip. It's a bip. This, this All is right. You're you already here. This, uh, FRIs by Cupcake is officially a bip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to something a little bit. Uh... <laughs> I feel like that that right there just kind of described the album pretty well. Um, Man right. of the Woods by the illustrious Justin Timberlake. One of the one of the one of the uh, most well respected uh, members of the pop community, uh, Justin Timberlake. Sure. Yeah, he's uh, or. One of the more famous members of the pop community. Um, I, I Okay, so just starting off, I feel like the opinion on this album to begin with is kind of split. I, to begin with, saw a lot of people saying he's embarrassing us. And by us, you can assume it is meant to mean white people, because I agree. Um, I don't know what he was trying to do with this. But again, you know, because this is what we're all about, we're going to be doing kind of a track-by-track analysis of this because we hate ourselves. Um <laughs> Yes, yes. So, uh, this again was another album that I kind of forced myself to listen to during a 16 hour shift at work, um, which just made matters so much worse. Um, let me just give you a quick summary. I said that listening to this album was the worst decision that I made that day, and I ate half of a hoagie that was sitting in my backpack for 13 hours. So, let's get into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's get into it. All right, so first song on the album, Filthy. Uh, my note here is reverb the song. Not sure what it's going for. <laughs> so I, I, that's honestly, the, I, I didn't yeah. really have too much to yeah. say about it. Uh, what the fuck is really yeah. all I had in there. Um, just him asking over and over again what's good. I don't think he knows what's good. Uh, including, <laughs> including uh, having this song in the album. Um, I just don't... I feel like we're not going to have anything really good to say about a lot of these songs. So yeah. this is going to be a little bit quicker of an yeah. album review, This is I supposed guess. to be like a like a sexy song, I think. I what What about it? I mean, honestly, if you're in like maybe your late 50s and you're trying to like revitalize that spark or something. Honestly, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I can't even try to justify this at all. It's not, it's not good. I think it's one of the singles too. 
God. Yeah, I think so. Because when I was listening to it on uh, on Apple Music, it had that good old, you know, star next to it. Um, I want to say he played, He did. this was his opener at the Super Bowl, if I remember right. You know um, what? I'm, I'm feeling pretty happy I didn't see that <laughs> right about now. Uh, did you see his outfit? That's a treat. I did. I mean, unfortunately, I did. I had to because, you know, social media. Uh, next up, we got Midnight Summer Jam. I just have generic pop song written down here. I, I just thought it was very strange for him to repeat over and over again that y'all can't do better than this, knowing damn well that he could do better and he can, and he has. And, you know, even for the limited amount of releases that have come out so far this year, I feel like most people have done better than this song. Yeah, I, I barely remember this song. So uh, yeah, we got do better than it, though, John. <laughs> we got sauce of next. Uh, OK. And Man of the Woods, I should we should I say uh, one of my the Justin Timberlake uh, was out there promoting this album as a pop country folk fusion sort of album. Honestly, a fucking mess is the way that you can really just describe <laughs> that. Yeah, but and you know if you, I am all about you know mixing up John trying out new shit. So, but most of the album is just Justin Timberlake music. But like, n- not as good as the previous Justin Timberlake music. So, and I wasn't a really big fan of that anyway. There, are, like, and this is one of the. I think this is the first song I have. First song I have with a slight southern so- southern sound to it, like a southern rock sound. I think is mixed into this song. And I also have the mix is not great. It's this song is not good. It's. Like this is the, this is the first time you start to hear that southern stuff he's talking about, and it's song three. But uh, also, I have here every song is very long in this album. I've already started to notice that three <sighs> songs, three songs in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one of the things that I mentioned with the song is, uh, and this has nothing to do with the song. Well, I guess it kind of does. I said this is the point where my battery was at twenty percent, and I started hoping my phone would die before I could finish this album. <laughs> it's not a good song. No. It's not a good song. Uh, next up, we got the title track, Man of the Woods. Mm. Uh, this is probably the most country song in the album. It is the most confused production on the album, I feel yeah, like. It, like th- uh, that, there also, was just something about that guitar that was very SpongeBob to me. <laughs> and I, I just could not look past it the entire time. It just sounded like a radio country song with like a weird mix on Also, you know, do you know, I know who produced the album. Do you know who produced this album? Are you aware? Uh, are you aware who produced this album? Uh, uh, the Neptunes. Yeah, Pharrell, the Neptunes, and uh, I don't know why you would get Pharrell to do your country album. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I, I'm, I'm not a crazy Pharrell fan. I respect some of the many. I mean, he is very influential. I respect some of the things he's done. Uh, but I, I were making a country album. I don't think I would ask Pharrell to produce it for me. Uh, and it shows in a lot of the a lot of the uh, songs here. Uh, next up, higher, higher, generic pop song number two. That's all I got. <laughs> um, for that, I just said one of the less horrible tracks. Um, it would probably be a little bit better if I were higher listening to it. But I mean, that's really all I got to say about that. Like, I I think generic pop song to me just means it's inoffensive, but for totally yeah. Serious. Well, that's what I, that's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. it is one of the less horrible tracks on the album, but that still doesn't make it good. Um, 
for, I got Wave here next. Uh, my note here is this song sucks. <laughs> I just said, why does this song remind me of Kids Bob? Like, it, I, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody can feel free to do this. I don't know if Kids Bop writes any original music, but if they did, this is what I imagine it to sound like. Not necessarily the lyrics, just phrasing, production, all of it. Mess. Moving on to the next one. Uh, supplies. Um, why? 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 Okay. That's honestly like I say. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going I'm to get it this, stuck. This, this one's... I have to talk about this one. Okay. Uh, this is a, my first note here is Migos question mark, because this song has ad libs in it. It is trying, it is taking some Migos inspiration and adding it to a Justin Timberlake country pop song. <laughs> there is a man in the background. I guess it, you said, you said it was, Tim, you said it was Justin. I don't remember. I, that was something that we were a little bit, uh, yeah. we were kind of debating on. We don't know who it is. That's constantly doing the brr- in the background, it's but just, honestly, oh my oh, god! Throughout the entire song, too. Oh, I just, oh my god! I was so fucking pissed the entire time. Just stop <laughs> doing that. Why are you doing that? That's not how the Migos thing works. No, and the thing is, like, there's so many things from this song that just scream to me, like, "Hey, kids, I'm still cool. I'm hip with it. I know what's going on." I mean, the fact that he decided to put a reference to The Walking Dead in here, like, dude, this guy is so out of touch. He doesn't even know. People don't even give a shit about that show anymore for the most part, I feel like. Like, Walking Dead is old news. So is Justin Timberlake as of this album release. Holy crap. Like, really? The Walking Dead? (laughs) It is 2018. No one gives a fuck about The Walking Dead. God damn. Uh, All right, moving on. Morning Light. I have my note here is I don't hate Alicia Keys. That's about all I got here. She, it features Alicia Keys. She, it features her on the song. She's got a good voice. I don't hate Alicia Keys. The song is whatever. Um, it, this was one of the songs that I uh, somehow conveniently missed. Um, possibly by some kind of blessing by <laughs> Apple Music, not forcing me to listen to the entire album. Uh, while listening to it in order, it skipped a few songs. Didn't realize until I was at the end of it. Didn't care enough to go back and listen to the rest. I think I actually missed out on this one and the next one, uh, Say Something, and I believe oh. also hers, the interlude. Um, so, I mean, let's let's hear what you have to say about those th- these three, okay. John. Say, say Something is his song with Chris Stapleton, a uh, force in the country music world right now. Uh, gets a lot of respect. He seems to be one of the more original, like, mainstream guys out there right now. Uh, got nothing bad to say about Chris Stapleton. Haven't really listened, haven't really listened to his stuff. I'm not really a country guy. I mean, that, that probably has come across, but, uh, I got nothing mean to say about the man. He seems to be doing good work. Uh, he, and, but this song, there's the, the mix and the melody between him and Justin just feels off the entire time. Like there's something almost there, but it feels like the song needs to be touched up more. It's like, and also, it needs to lean more into the country stuff. I think, which like the rest of this album probably does, if it's gonna if it's gonna say it's a country album. I, I honestly feel like that probably could have saved it. I feel like if Justin just decided to abandon the whole pop thing entirely, kind of just do like a reverse Taylor Swift, 
this album probably would have been so much more tolerable, even for being somebody who's not into country at all, like 99.9% of the time. And I'm pretty sure you're the same way. Um, It's just the mix of genres. And again, I don't have a problem with the genres being mixed too. I feel like you can get some pretty awesome results out of that. This was just a complete mess. Mixing these two together in a way that just doesn't work. Having a hip-hop and pop producer producing your more country-geared album, it just, it's so confusing. That's really the way that, that, like... Before even getting to the end of this, if you wanted to do like a one word descriptor, if I had to adhere to that, I'd say this album is just confusing. Yeah, it's like it can't decide what it wants to be. And this is a really good example of that. This is probably the best example of that on the album, because I think it's the closest to being what this album wants to be. Um, And it just it's it's not that it's not good. It's it's, uh, and, you know, bring up Taylor Swift like like she did this like. How many years ago when she when did she start? She kind of already did this thing. Um, uh, you mean the the part where she kind of started transitioning? It, that kind of is debatable. Um, yeah. depending on what music you're more into, I think the country people would probably say that her first mainstream album was where she sort of go, went more towards the pop roots. I think she didn't really completely make the switch until 1989, which, by the way is one of her best albums, and it was one of those instances where it worked. She did the right thing. She didn't try to do this weird, like, Frankenstein thing, putting these two genres together that really don't fit. Um, Maybe next time, maybe next time, Justin, if you want to embrace your more country roots, actually do it. Yeah, like, it's... It feels like he, he came into the studio, like, the day before they released the album and said, uh, I want a country thing. Let's add that. Let's add some of those sounds in here. <laughs> it's, uh, and, and yeah, it's 1989. I mean, that album fucking beat out albums that I love for, for album of the year at the Grammys. So like, that's a very well-liked album. So obviously this can be done. And I, I don't know what he, I, he missed the mark <laughs> and we're not even not we're not even through the album yet we oh, haven't even gotten Lord. to some of my favorite parts of this fucking god album. this album <laughs> is so painfully long i mean are we are we gonna talk about flannel is that what we're doing are well we talking first about- i actually have to talk about the interlude oh right you know, one of them that i missed yeah okay i just want to okay uh this is uh jessica beale justin timberlake's wife uh her she's speaking yeah, this, this is her interlude um I'm just going to read this. It's a paragraph. Uh, <clears throat> when I wear his shirt, it feels like like his skin over mine. And the little holes and tears and shreds on it are 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 the, the memories of the past that I wasn't there for, but that somehow I, I feel like I understand more when it's against my skin. It's an armor, like a barrier from the world. Like our secret nobody else knows, and I, and I like that, you know? It makes me feel like a woman. It makes me feel sexy. It makes me feel... I feel like I'm his. I'm his. I'm his. I'm his. Oh my his. God. I am really, really glad I didn't have to listen <laughs> Finn, to that. Finn, that is the, that is, I was, my only only here is, oh, it's like, oh my God. It's trying to be like cute and sexy and like loving, and it comes across as the cheesiest bullshit. Oh my God. It's, it's, as does a lot of this album. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I've done. Yeah. Flannel. My note here is what a shit song. 
by No Proplanal. I this is the worst song in the fucking album. I hate this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of got like this weird lullaby thing going on to it. It doesn't make any sense. It's a. Sh- I wish you had heard it because I really. It's. It just upsets me. I, I mean, I I I, <laughs> I get the whole upsetting thing because of the next song. Because I was legit upset after listening to this. First of all, I felt like this one song in particular was hours long. It never (laughs) ended. Another thing that contributed to this, of course, which I'm not even going to say it's not because of the song. Oh, God. The song kept stopping and then buffering like every 10 to 20 seconds. And I was just like, my phone is bored with this. It just needs to be over. So this was like... Probably one of my biggest struggles in weeks was getting through the song flannel. Jesus Christ. Uh, John, I know you have a lot of feelings about it. I hate this song. (laughs) I I, I hate it. It's, it's mixed shitty. It's got like a, it's the country influences going for are terrible. It's, uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't. Okay. now that, I've th- now that I've thought about it, I just I want to move on. Next up, Montana. Um, <laughs> I got OK Prop Song with a little country influence shift towards the end. Uh, in the mix, in like the uh, in the mix. Uh, I thought that was all right. I guess you know one of the again some of that country stuff actually coming up in a way that uh, was not too bad. Uh, I don't know if you hated it or not. I thought it was all right. Well, I cannot tell you because it is another song that my Apple Music conveniently didn't load and skipped on me. All right. I feel like like these uh, last few years between me. Uh, Breeze Out the the Pond. I've got Boring. Uh, I I said it was somehow the most Justin Timberlake song (laughs) on the album, though. Which I don't know if that really says good things for him or not. (laughs) It's Yeah, the song just bored the hell out of me. It's... uh, it's, a, it's long, like every other fucking song of his album. Yeah, and absolutely. Just needs editing. Uh, we got uh, Living Off the Land. I've got Country Influence this time, but awful. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking this may have been the turning point for the album. Uh, while it was still boring, um, not completely terrible. Uh, but also not realizing that <laughs> this can't be a turning point for an album when there's only two songs left afterwards. So I was completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> this is where it's come together. These last couple songs and where it all makes sense. Here we go, guys. It's the final stretch. We got uh, it. Hard stuff. My note here immediately hated it. As soon as it started playing, I guess I just hated this. No, fucking no, song. no, absolutely. Because yeah. again, going back to this, I just, I don't understand what genre this album is supposed to be. It is a, very strange combo of disjointed production and just snoozers. Like, like we've already said this several times. Every song is way too fucking long. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like I feel like every song is at least four and a half minutes long. And too much. It, way yeah, too much. Most of them like get their point across within the first three minutes. I'd say. You know so, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back real quick and just uh, go back to talking about uh, Two Minutes" by Cupcake. Bless you, <laughs> because yeah, your song was called Two Minutes," but at least it had the decency to stay under an appropriate amount, like an appropriate runtime. Because this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. 
honestly, when you want to talk about the hard stuff, the hard stuff was just getting through listening to this. <laughs> yes, the this uh, and I am not against longer songs whatsoever. Uh, but well, you, ha- you have to earn a you have to earn the length of a song. <laughs> like she, so, it's because you don't want to make the you don't want to you know make the audience pay for giving your stuff a listen. You know, like you don't want to make them regret it just because it, you don't know how to edit your fucking music. No, uh, but the thing is, one of my my biggest regrets of this year so far is even spending the time listening to this when I could have probably spent it listening to something way more worthy of my time. Yeah. To which we move on to the closing track, Young Man. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sums it up. Uh, I, I I get that this is supposed to be some kind of sweet song to his son. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it comes off as so cheesy and generic. I don't even understand what the message is supposed to be. Um, you know, because he goes talking about, like, treating women right. And then, you know, there's some, like, weird religious undertones to this, too. It was just a very, very strange song. And I very, didn't very strange. It. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean to add to that. I just, that's, what do you think of uh, Man of the Woods, Brittany? <laughs> God. Um, so, basically, I, I had a little uh, side note written. Um, after listening to Young Man, that, that was the point where my phone died. And I realized that I missed some songs because they didn't load for some reason. And I didn't even care. I wasn't going to go back and listen to them. And they could have been the best tracks on that album. Hell, they could have been some of the best tracks to come out this year. But I'll never know. And I don't care. Because it's undeserving of another minute of my time. I heard enough. Don't listen to this album. (laughs) Don't do it. You don't want to do it. It's okay. Do Um, do Do you need to know what my rating is? I feel like it's not even worthy of a blorp. This album's but a trash I don't have fire. to think more than that. This album's trash. It's a trash fire. <laughs> um, if you want to listen to Justin Timberlake, just go listen to Future Sex. That album's like fucking a decade old, more than a decade old, and it's still better than this. Yes. I don't even like it. That, I don't even like it that much, and it's still better. No, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I feel like Justin Timberlake has been yeah. one of the cheesiest artists out there since he left NSYNC. NSYNC did not die for this, and that is going to be my closing line on this. <laughs> Moving on. All right, that is the end of our new of uh, talking about some uh, our newer releases. So uh, at least the ones that we both listen to. We'll get we'll, we'll get to some stuff later. Um, moving on, we're gonna move on to the news though. Uh, the uh, big news from last month because we're kind of we're trying to cover January mostly for this. Um, main thing I wanted to talk about the Graham Grams, the Grammys. Uh, everyone's favorite thing every year in music. Everyone always loves the Grammys and the choices that they make. No one's ever upset. Yeah, <laughs> John, you're you're one hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, you're you're definitely right because I absolutely watched the Grammys. I, I also watched the Grammys. <laughs> I definitely know who won every single thing, and I agreed with all the choices. All right, we could play a game then, if you want. Oh. To. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, sure, why not? I'm sure you know a few of these, but uh, all right. You know what? Before we talk, the Grammys. Actually, I'll save this little my anecdote, my kind of 
thought on the Grammys for, for after this. All right. We'll just, we'll just run down a few of these uh, from, the, from the field. Uh, not, we're not going to get too in the weeds. We're going to stay out of kind of like s- sections that we don't really have any say in or knowledge of, like the jazz or the orchestra or the country section. So <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but I love me some jazz. I actually do like jazz influence things. I don't. Well, jazz- shit. I mean, I was, I was, I was no. joking, but <laughs> I, no, I like, I like jazz influence in some music. So, in, like funk and jazz influence in some music. But, I, I just feel like it's a, it's a genre that's always forced upon me, and I don't appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> first up, we're just gonna album of the year. Uh, you probably know what this was. I'm sure you've heard of this. Uh, uh Bruno Mars. Yeah. Uh. 24K Magic won Bruno Mars' album. It beat out uh, Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino, 444 from Jay-Z, Damn from Kendrick Lamar, and Melodrama from Lord. Absolutely incorrect. I'm sorry. I loved Melodrama. I thought that it was better than Pure Heroin. Um, lyrically, production-wise, just everything about it. I found Bruno Mars' music to be some of the most basic shit to come out last year. And to be honest... That's all that it has to be to win a Grammy. So am I surprised that this happened? Absolutely not. But you know what? I guess it's because women just have to step it up, right? Oh my god. Yes, I had that I have that pulled up too. The Grammy president um said women need to step up in uh in music because as we get to this list, we're going to find out that in all the major categories, I believe only one woman uh, won in, for, in all the major single artist categories. Only one woman won an award. And that was Alessia Cara, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, in a category I think she should have lost in. So, but uh, <sighs> yeah. yeah, I mean, because in my mind, she's, what was that, for Best New Artist, I think? Yes, yes. That just doesn't even make sense to me. I feel like she's been around for a Well, that, years that's kind now. of the problem. With the, the Best New Artist category is weird because it's literally always filled with people that have been around for a while. It's just like, yeah. apparently, apparently people in the Grammys just heard of them, but... Uh, <laughs> it's because they're all old as fuck and they don't know what people are actually listening to these days, but what else is new? I will give my opinion on the album of the year, though. I literally would have taken any other choice but this. Damn was my choice. I fucking love Damn. I'm a huge Kendrick fan. Uh, it's its third. It, I think it's his third best album, it's, but it's still a very, very fucking good album. Uh, Jay-Z's album. I'm not a huge Jay-Z guy. A lot of respect for Jay-Z. Um, I've never been a big Jay-Z fan, but uh, 444, awesome album. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of meaning behind it. Charles Gambino. Also, I've never really been a fan of his. Like his earlier stuff just never really did it for me. It seemed a little, it seemed very much like actor doing rap stuff. Uh, God, you know what? I have to say something about that real quick, too. And this is where uh, some of my work experience is going to come into play with this podcast. Um, A good few years ago, I'm just going to guess and say either 2000 or 2011, uh, I had the pleasure of working a, uh, what, what is his actual name? It's Donald Glover, right? Yes, Donald Glover. Okay, so I got to work a Donald Glover show, and uh, this is back before he was going under the Childish Gambino moniker, I believe, Um, and this was a very weird thing. Normally, at this venue in Philadelphia, there are no seats, but this was a seated event because it was kind of a a stand-up comedy and music crossover. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the day that I knew that I hated him. I don't know if his music has changed over time, but I can't get down 
with someone whose lyrics are all based around fucking women and just lyrics that are very rapey, like, especially now in these times that we're in right now. Yeah. Um, I, it's just one of those things we've talked about this before, not, not on any particular podcast, just in general conversation. I have a very hard time separating, um, art from the artist a lot of the time. And he's just someone that I can't ever give a chance again, just based on that one experience with him. I'm better. I'm definitely better at that that than you are. It's if I, I can sometimes it depends if it's, and it just depends really. It depends on, uh, experience, I guess I will say awaken. My love is one of the more, was one of the more surprise. It came out in December last year. So uh, that's why I got in this, in this field. But, uh, it was one, it's one of the more surprising albums I've I've heard in a while. Cause it's, it's like a funk soul, uh, album. It's pretty crazy. Like it's so different from his other stuff. And it's the vocals on it are incredible. The production is fucking spotless. It's it's a fantastic album. Uh, and it's I definitely liked it better than Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars is just the safest choice on this list. And again, I didn't listen to melodrama. Uh, I've never never really been in, uh, never really listened to much Lord, uh, save from you know the the hits, I guess. But uh, See now that may be something I, I have to, to get you to do at some point. Yeah, well well I have plenty of opportunities to do this kind of stuff. Uh but I it's and this kind of just brings up uh my thoughts on the Grammys as a whole. It's the Grammys feel like the exact opposite of the Oscars in that the thing that um like the more mainstream stuff is always wins at the Grammys, but the like the lesser known stuff always wins at the Oscars. And I've always found that really weird, and it kind of it kind of just shows uh, how movies and music are viewed uh, and how they're absorbed. I guess it's I don't have anything against Bruno Mars at all. I I don't listen, I don't I'm not a big fan, but uh, I mean the dude has quality to his music. You know, it's kind of like a, a complete package. He even writes some of his own stuff, I believe. So. And for a pop star, that's pretty rare these days. And even that's pretty, that's pretty rare in general. Uh, I mean, pop. and I'm also I'm not dismissing that he yeah. he's talented. I mean, that yeah. would be absolutely ridiculous for me to do. It's just, again, like you said, it, it's just the safest route to go is just to yeah. pick him. Yeah, I just I I don't know what Kendrick has to do to get a Grammy. I don't know what he has to do at this point. <laughs> like, not not a Grammy to get to win album of the year at this point. I don't know. Uh, this was his most accessible album by far of his, of his major three releases. So, uh, but yeah. All right. I'll do a little, we'll skip record of the year. Record of the year is a weird, it's like, it's a weird, it's a weird category, I guess. It's, um, let's see. I want to talk, let's talk about song of the year was, Another Bruno Mars song, one. That's what I like. Uh, See, now this is the only time that I'm going to actually praise anything that he's done. I am not particularly a fan of any of his music, but for some reason, this was the one song that he's actually released as a single that I genuinely enjoyed. Um, The thing is with Bruno Mars, I feel like he pumps out these singles just one after the other. So there isn't really ever a point that you could turn on the radio and not hear him. And that's the type of thing that really bothers me. I like to listen to a lot of different music, a lot of different artists. And when I keep hearing the same 
one guy over and over again, it just starts grating on my nerves to the point where I just start to dislike them. And it's not even really kind of their fault. It's just the way that mainstream media is. They just feed into whatever is most radio friendly or whatever. But, um, I did. I, that's probably the one song off of that album that I heard that I didn't hate, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I'm looking at this list and I think the only, I would take 444 over it probably. Uh, but I'm not too I'm not too offended by winning this category whatsoever. I don't like Logic. Uh, Despacito is. I'm surprised that didn't, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it didn't win honestly. But uh, um, you know it's a it's like it's a catchy song that'll be forgotten in a year. Uh, I don't know about that. I feel like this is going to be one of those songs that's going to be played at every party for the rest of. Oh, lives, you're right. But... One of those. It does sound like one of those. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, best new artist, Alyssa Carr. We talked about. Uh, SZA deserved this award. Uh, she deserved a lot of the awards she didn't win in this in this whole thing. Yeah, uh, Control is a really cool album, really well done. I don't love it as much as everyone else does. Uh, something about it just something about it doesn't quite do it for me. But I cannot deny the talent and the quality that about of that album. And it was like a critical darling too, and like it was well liked all around. I just feel like she's bringing something new to the table that's not really given credit in mainstream music these days. So I like that she's finally getting some attention. Um, I I don't appreciate her being snubbed too much. I'm not even saying I'm the biggest as a fan. Honestly, I liked more of her older music a little bit more. Babylon uh, is a great freaking song. Really wish she would do more stuff like that. But Control is an awesome album, and I definitely feel like if we have to pretend that any of these artists are actually new, yeah. this award uh, probably should have gone to her. Uh, Khalid is pretty new. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. I'm not a fan uh, of his though. So I, I like him. Uh, he's, uh, he's not, he's not doing anything crazy special, but I do like, I like his music. It, it's pleasant sounding. I think it's hilarious. Little Uzi, Little Uzi Vert has a Grammy nom. I think that's really funny. Um, his, he was, I mean, his album was very popular, and that EXO Life tour was a uh, was played a lot. I don't, I did not like that album though. Didn't really, his music doesn't do it for me, and I really don't get why it's so popular. Um, but I, you know, uh, pop fucking Ed Sheeran won a category. We can skip that. Mm. <laughs> Beat out Gaga and Kesha. Um, I figured that Kesha song would get something. <laughs> that uh. Uh, maybe it was, maybe it was too, uh, damaging to the music industry, I guess, even though like they, like, like they haven't done that to themselves, but, uh, um, going through here, Ted Sheeran won best pop vocal album. Sure. Whatever. I mean, listen, this is going to come off as a complete biased opinion to anybody who knows me at all. The fact that, um... Paramore, uh, after laughter was snubbed for a nomination, <laughs> even getting a nomination for best rock album is completely absurd to me. Um, that alone was reason enough for me to not even think about watching the Grammys this year. That's kind of the only thing that I could really say about it. Uh, yeah, I, I will say, I, it's funny because I liked a lot of the. I thought the nominations were really good this year in general for like the categories I was. I liked like they weren't perfect by any means, but they were better than expected. Um, 
but then of course the choices were all generally just bleh. Uh, the like the the rock categories. I'm not. I don't listen to a lot of rock anymore, so I don't have much opinion on that or alternative music. I I know all these bands. I arcade. I didn't like Arcade Fire's new album. I didn't like Gorilla's new album. Uh, the Father John Misty album is like t- the title track is really good, but it's like that's another uh, a lot of super long songs on there that kind of all sound the same. A lot of like lyrically, I think that's what you go there for. It didn't really do it for me. Uh, R and B performance, Bruno Mars beat out SZA. Uh, mm-hmm. Traditional R and B traditional R performance. I was pretty happy with Childish Gambino winning that. Red Bone is a fantastic song. It is, uh, it's very, very good. Uh, uh, R&B song. I don't know why Location is a Khalid song that everyone sticks with. I don't really get that. Um, Mars winning again, but that's what I like. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> he's, he's fucking cleaning up. Best, the, this is, the best urban contemporary album category is the most low-key racist category in this whole thing. Urban <laughs> contemporary? What does like, that even mean? I guess it's saying black music that doesn't fit in other categories quite. <laughs> so, oh my god! Because if you look at all the artists in this category, you might notice a theme. Uh, but uh, we got, and the winner is the weekend with Starboy. Uh, I've never really listened to much of the weekend stuff other than features. Honestly, I've never really gone to any of these albums. Uh, I, I actually really enjoy the weekend. I, no, I like I I always like his features. I've just never gotten around to listen to actually listen to stuff. This is actually a really good category. The only album I haven't listened to is uh, Free Black from Black. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I I think Scissors should have gotten an award here too. But uh, she, you know, women women gotta step up though. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. That yeah. that's what the problem is. Best R and B album, Bruno Mars another win. I need to listen to that Freudian album from Daniel Caesar. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. That's one of the that's one of the couple albums from last year I still haven't gotten around to. Uh, rap performance, humble winning. Love that song. Uh, Bad and Bougie got a rap got a Grammy nomination. Also hilarious. <laughs> it's <laughs> but uh, it's a good song. It's actually a good song. Uh, loyalty get. Kendrick getting another one. Kendrick cleaned up in the rap awards, at least. So, you know, uh, he didn't necessarily. And it's still, uh, I mean, Humble is a very good song. Everyone and everyone knows Humble. It's song I got played to the death. Uh, and he won Best Rap Album. And I actually was pretty happy with the cat, with the like the nominations. Like I was surprised Tyler got a nomination. He deserved it. It's a very it, album was my second second favorite album last year. Uh Rhapsody getting one really cool. The album is beautiful. One of the she is uh, another one of the women coming to the forefront of rap. Has been kind of under the other underground for a while. Uh, but I think that's about where I'm done with the Grammys. <laughs> so, has he got anything else to say about this fucking joke of an award show? Uh, Cancel it. <laughs> like I just I don't even know why why we. Here's the and, thing. I, up, I used end up, end up to be pairing every year. I, I, I mean, I, for one, definitely don't. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't still get disappointed that artists I feel really, really deserve recognition. Don't get it. That still upsets me. 
But the thing is, I feel like all my life I have not really listened to a whole lot of music that even gets nominations or even any kind of like looks from people who have anything to do with the Grammys whatsoever. So I've never been into them. And I used to be someone who loved award shows. I used to watch all of them. But the Grammys was always that one that I would skip. Because there wasn't really anything for me to look forward to, you know? Yeah, yeah. the music, the music, there's so much music, and they just always go with the safest, safest stuff. And uh, it's a shame, because it's a good platform to, like, get artists' names out there for people. And so, to, like, improve their brand and stuff. You know, I, I don't know what's so bad about having a respected reward show. So, award show, sorry. I mean, congrats to Bruno. He fucking won like six Grammys. Uh, and SZA was nominated for five and didn't get a single one. So that tells you anything about, uh, <laughs> about how the Grammys went. There you go. <laughs> uh, Gram- Grammys were a blorp. Yeah, the Grammys <laughs> officially a blorp. Um, also, quick news from Brittany here. <laughs> <laughs> Spice Spice Girls have a reunion tour scheduled for the UK and the US, I believe. Yes. I, I mean, I sure as hell hope so, because I cannot go overseas to see them. <laughs> I mean, this is huge. I feel like this is something that's kind of been in, in the talks for a couple months now. I've been paying attention to the rumors, not really feeding into it a whole lot, because I feel like it's been teased a lot um, over the past few years. Like, are they getting back together? Are they not? Or are they going to be like a surprise performance at the World Cup or something? Because it's always stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, so Jeez. when this came out today, I it's unfortunate I wasn't excited as I should have been. And I think it's just because I've constantly been teased with it over the past few years. That being said, have to see this tour. 100% have to go to it. If not probably have to end my life just saying (laughs) (laughs) not not to be dramatic or anything but the thing is i would that is probably uh, if you want to call them a band uh the first band that i really got into um it was the first cd sure it was the first cd i ever owned um absolutely love spice world one of the greatest movies of all time (laughs) don't at me is that my Uh, space that's like space jam for me i guess you know what? But I would still agree with you. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, definitely got to round up a good old group of friends to go to that one. Um, I, I just, I love the Spice Girls. I think that this is probably one of the best things that could happen out of this year. So I'm excited for it. <laughs> oh, I hope you get to go. I, I know you're looking forward to going too, John. I can't fucking wait to go see the Spice Girls. I, to sing all the songs that I know word by word. <laughs> all of them <laughs> all of them <laughs> all right that is gonna do it for news we're gonna uh move towards the end of our show here with uh with our quick hits section uh quick hits is stuff we've listened to that kind of uh only we've listened to or just want to talk about really quick even if we both listen to it uh i'll start it off uh with uh culture two the Migos' new project that uh, dropped, uh, I want to say, two weeks ago at this point. Getting close on two weeks ago. Uh, I really like Culture One from last year. I, it's felt like the Migos finally kind of figuring it out instead of, and because previously on other projects they had kind of 
put just filled their fill just put tracks on tracks on tracks out there. Just a lot of material all over the place, and the and culture felt like kind of like a more streamlined version of it. You kind of kind of more get in get out than their other stuff. Four fantastic fucking uh, tra- uh, just bangers on there. Slippery be my favorite. Of course, Bad and Bougie. Everyone heard that song over and over again. But uh, it fucking d- just created the meme. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I really liked it. Culture 2, unfortunately, not as big of a fan of. It is 24 tracks long. Too much. I haven't listened to it. That's too much. 24 tracks. Uh, and... I liked about I some that would get replayed when they came up on my playlist, about five of them, five or six of them probably, uh, which is about half of a normal size album. And I think if they just put out 12 songs and including those six, it'd be a much different opinion. I don't think this is an awful album. I just think it is too long. If you don't like the Migos, do not listen to this album. If you do like the Migos, Give it a listen. I'm sure you'll find a, f- a few uh, tracks in there that you dig. I, I, I like Higher We Go, the intro track. Narcos is, is a fun, got a fun beat to it. Uh, Stir Fry is one of the singles they released beforehand. Really good. Uh, Motorsport with Nicki Minaj and Cardi B is pretty good. Uh, it's kind of funny watching Nicki kind of out. It's, it's Cardi B trying to do the Nicki thing, and then Nicki coming on the track kind of out just outdoing her. Uh, which is just kind of how it goes in reality. But uh, <laughs> notice me with uh, every white girl's favorite Post Malone. Really good track, actually. Uh, and I I like Post Malone, too. I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> Listen, I resemble and, that remark, yeah, John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and Made Men. Really cool. Really good, like, luxurious track. You know, just really good chill like we're rich as fuck track but other than that a lot of skip also the bbo bad bitches only with 21 savage <laughs> not too not too bad i like a 21 savage feature i don't like his albums because i feel like his voice he uses the same flow in his voice the entire time and it just becomes super monotonous but on a, he's a good feature because he has a very unique voice i think um other than that, and also it, this this album worries me because Ray Shremmerd also came out with the uh, that they are them and Mike Will made it are producing a triple album, thirty six okay. tracks. Jesus. Uh, the first the first album the first the first disc is going to be I believe Slim Jimmy. Second disc will be uh, the other Sway Lee, and then the third the third disc will be Ray Shremmerd. The two of them together. Um, is highlighting a trend of stream trolling where people are just flooding streaming sites with music basically just to get streams you know that's how you get money so and i hope this doesn't i hope this trend doesn't last too long i don't i know we haven't seen the end of it by any means no, because honestly, we're just at the start of this. I feel like it's yeah, starting to pick yeah. up, so we're definitely yeah. not at the end by any yeah, means. Yeah, I feel like this this year is going to be a lot of that. Uh, just to tell you, just an example of how negative this can be, this album is an hour, 45 minutes long. So, that's a movie? Um, so, if you want to listen to Hour, 40, hour 45 Amigos, uh, they aren't lyrical by any sense of the word. Hour 45. 
that's just it's way too much because the thing is i would hope if i'm trying to listen to a new album if i'm going on a pretty decent length ride like somewhere between like 30 40 minutes i can listen to that album i don't want to have to listen to an album over the course of a ride to somewhere on the way back on the way to somewhere else and then back it's just too much it starts to feel like work yeah, Most it took me a. Should never feel like work. It took me a whole day to get to that album, just through all the driving and all the things I had to do. That's just I, it's, like, it's too much. Yeah, it's and again, there are tracks on there. I think Migos fans are going to like. Uh, but if you aren't a Migos fan, avoid Culture Two. I hope they, with their next release, they tighten it up. They kind of edit. Apparently, according to Quavo. There were 37 tracks originally, and they got it down to a much tighter 24. So, also they also they apparently they spent no more than 30 minutes in each song. I you know what I, I would be surprised, which is kind of impressive because with some of the songs that are actually pretty good. So you know it does it's a give and take thing. Uh, you know whatever. So that's that's all I got to say about culture too. Uh, what do you got, Brittany? I mean, I I'd listen to quite a few things. Um, not really a whole lot of new stuff going on just because the releases have been a little thin, um, so far this year. So I've just been going back and, um, listening to a lot of stuff that was released last year or, um, artists that I kind of discovered along the way and then went back and listened to their old stuff. One in particular that I really have to give a nice little shout out to is a fairly new band called crazy 88. Um, I'm just assuming named after the crazy 88 and kill bill, uh, a really, really interesting project. Um, I am not normally someone who is super into, I guess what you would call post hardcore music. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is a band that I decided to kind of look up on a whim because I heard about them. Um, I think I was reading an issue of rock sound and they mentioned them. Uh, I am kind of loving them right now. As of right now, I believe they have three EPs out. Um, two of them are kind of cover EPs, so they're just giving like a good old post-hardcore uh, twist to uh, poppier songs. Um, one of my absolute favorites is a cover of Halsey's Colors, which okay. you know is is one of my favorite Halsey songs. Even if I'm not afraid, I'm not. Oh, really. Halsey! <laughs> Listen, I don't know what her deal is. She blocked <laughs> me on Twitter. We could talk about that another time. Uh, <laughs> But the really, really interesting thing about Crazy 88 is the two main people behind this band, because there are dual uh, dual vocals, you have uh, Lauren Babick um, doing the majority of the vocals and uh, just kind of like the more singing stuff. Uh, and then you have Jared Alonge, or Along. I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name. Um, normally known for doing more uh, comedic music, but he decided to go and start doing something a little more serious. Um he does the more screamo type parts of the music, but these two have never been in the same room as each other. And it's just kind of unbelievable when you listen to their music, especially when you get into the, the original stuff they have um, really good EP um, no words spoken uh, real short, only four songs loved every single song on it. Um, my favorite for that was definitely uh, one called seven, six, two listen mm-hmm. to it quite a bit. I'm just really looking forward to seeing what else they do. I can't wait to hear a full length album and um, I want to see how long they could keep up this whole thing of creating 
really good music without ever even making it into the new into the same room. You know, I think it just goes to show you, I, I guess, how technology has progressed these days. Um, you don't even have to be in the same country as somebody writing music with them anymore. It's it's just crazy yeah, to me, you know. Um, yeah, it kind of opens the it opens the door for um, more collaborations too. Just the, just that way, just how easy it is. So, I mean, I've seen, in hip-hop especially, collaborations have been pretty uh, prevalent lately. So, yeah, technology's cool. Yeah, and then I guess one more that I'll throw out there, too, uh, just because I'd like to throw a bunch of different uh, genres out there. Um, Chase Atlantic um, is a a band, group, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Apparently, they were contestants on X Factor quite a while back. Okay. Um, when they when they first started, they kind of were doing more like boy bandy things. But sure. now uh, they had their first full length release, um, I believe, um, self titled, uh, more along the lines of kind of hip hop R and B pop mix. I compare them a lot to a strange mixture of the neighborhood, um, okay. the weekend. And maybe the 1975 a little bit. All right, um, that sounds pretty interesting, actually. It is. Know. It's such a strange mix that doesn't seem like it would work, but it does. Um, I can absolutely see, maybe, maybe if not this this year, but in the next couple of years, them them blowing up. I just feel like they have the potential to be huge. Um, so I definitely look forward to seeing what they're going to be doing. Um, right now they are on a really cool tour with one of my favorite artists of all time lights. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing them live. Um, just so I could get a, a new perspective on them too, because I, I kind of don't love an artist completely until I get the chance to see them live because I feel like how they perform just adds a whole other dimension to music. Um, which is something that I probably will end up talking about a lot in these podcasts because I attend shows a lot. I've been working security for almost 10 years now, primarily at concerts and everything. So I'm going to have a lot to talk about as far as, uh, you know, performances and stuff go. Yeah. And um, also little tidbits about artists themselves, you know, which is always, Oh yeah. Trust yeah. me. I, I've got, <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. I've, I've heard some of them, you know, it, it's, it's always interesting to, you know, see the actual person behind, behind the uh, artist. So. Yeah, I mean, don't don't be surprised if I end up having to omit some details about like where, when, all that stuff. I know that that kind of has the tendency to make some stories sound fake, but you have to understand I uh, I need to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I need I need to keep things a little bit uh, on the <laughs> the legal side, I guess. I don't need yeah. to get get hit up over a defamation of character or unleashing any kind of confidential information into the public stuff like that. But um. Yeah, I mean, those are those are really the two that I've been listening to quite a lot that I feel like some people should really look into. I mean, again, uh, if you're a fan of The Neighborhood or The Weeknd or even both, absolutely give Chase Atlantic a chance. Um, and if you're into more like hard rock, uh, you like dual vocals, um, check out Crazy 88. I mean, like I said, just the fact that these two people that are writing this music have never even met. I don't know why that's so impressive to me. I just love the concept behind it. It's something different. Um, so give them a shot too. I mean, it's only four songs. It certainly isn't 24. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to feel like you're using, you're losing years off your life. Um, giving them a chance. 
Uh, one more I want to I want to bring up. You introduced me to before we talk real quick. Uh, Flynn Eastwood's EP uh, Broke Royalty. Oh yeah, uh, very good. Uh, I was very impressed. Seven songs, really tight uh, EP. Uh, first two tracks definitely the strongest. Uh, Queen and Push. Push is actually my favorite. I believe uh, Britney prefers Queen. Yeah. Uh, I think Push is the most experimental song in the whole album, and that's what I think I like about it. There's, there's some hip-hop influence in there, too, in the uh, production that I like. Um, with a solid uh, feature by Tunde something. I don't remember his last name. Um, Probably yeah, another up-and-comer, yeah. you know. Yeah, and uh, I want to say the third song, is it Rewind? I Rewind, s- yeah. Yeah, I also really like really big on Uh yeah, those yeah first, good old good old feature yeah. by Grizz, which I'm assuming that just means he produced the track. Yeah, I, I don't I didn't hear anybody else on it, so I he, I assume it was just a production. Um, and but I I think toward the end of the album it starts to get a little uh, more uh, I don't say generic, just you know a little more heard it before than the first first few. I feel like her her sound. I hope I hope she leans more towards like that push sound personally. I, uh, I definitely think she will, especially since those have been her singles so far. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I definitely see good things coming out of her, too. Um, can't believe I almost forgot to mention her. Yeah. Um, just from one standpoint being her live performances, like just the you can tell just from listening to her music recorded, the energy that she has. It's absolutely insane. Um Definitely give Broke Royalty a chance, even if it's just the first few tracks on the album. If she comes anywhere near you, definitely go out to see her. <laughs> not not also low-key mentioning that because she's on tour with another one of my favorite bands, uh, Paris, um, which I will be mentioning in a yeah, couple minutes here. Shortly, but yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I want to say that uh, some of the later songs like Glitches and Monster kind of reminded me of like 05 era Paramore in a way. So I kind of... They kind of, it kind of sounded a little uh, t- too much like another like another band. I, I like I said I hope she goes with the with that uh, with the more unique sound than kind of like the Paramore thing, uh, the Haley Williams thing, uh, like glitches kind of glitches. If glitches was on a Paramore album, I wouldn't be surprised. So. <laughs> 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 it's, uh, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but I kind I kind of get what you're saying, mostly with the vocals and everything. Yeah, uh, but yeah, solid solid EP. Uh, looking forward to what she does in the future. Um, but yeah, we're gonna move on to our last segment here. Uh, it's uh, we're gonna broaden each other's horizons. We are gonna give each other homework for the week between episodes. Uh, we are going to have it listen to each other, listen to albums that we had not listened maybe. Uh, usually not listen to sometimes we may may have heard them you know but making someone actually like dig into an album to to talk about it can lead to can even can lead to new opinions on things anyway even if you even if you didn't like it previously or you just or you had heard it and you liked it or whatever yeah because i feel like there's a good chance that when we make these suggestions and everything we probably will have heard a couple songs here and there and maybe just not really giving them the chance that they deserved um i feel like that's kind of a huge point of this podcast is broadening our horizons opening our minds to new music that we would never actually listen to before unless we kind of i don't like using the word forced but we are we are kind of forcing it upon each other yeah and i also Um, don't want to use force because i do because i do love listening to new music of all kinds so do i i I mean i I do it probably 90 percent of every single day of my life yeah Um, it's 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 great 
So, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the aspect of finding new music in this whole thing because I'm always looking for new music. I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm constantly asking people for suggestions, probably to an annoying point. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's also inviting you, if you're listening, if you have any suggestions for things you think that we might like, things that you think that we might not like. If you hate us and you want to torture us <laughs> to listening to another bad album, yeah. suggest something along the vein of Man of the Woods. We'll really appreciate it. I mean, it'll give us something to talk about on the next one. So, uh, John, you want to go out and uh, throw out your suggestion to me yeah. for my homework? Uh, I, with, with our, uh, I wanted to theme this first uh, suggestion here as like an album that kind of does means a lot to you, kind of influences your tastes in a lot of ways, whether it was back in the day or currently. Um, and the first album that came to mind for me is Channel Orange by Frank Ocean, my currently my favorite artist out there today. Uh, I found, well, this might not be my favorite album of his. It's kind of, I really go back and forth between this and Blonde, uh, depending on my mood, because they're very different albums. Um, but I think this is the more accessible album. And this is kind of what, Attracted people to Frank Ocean in the first place, anyway. There were his his uh, like Nostalgia Ultra and some mixtapes and whatnot before that, but this is this was his like big big breakout. So yeah, I want and Britney doesn't have a lot of experience with Frank Ocean, so I figured, uh, why not just start it out with that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I I mean it definitely makes sense, and and this is one that uh, thankfully to start I don't have to kind of cringe at the idea of um. <laughs> Yeah, being subjected I, I, to the music. I, I, I'm I looking was, forward to it. Yeah, there will be plenty of times, I think, when I suggest something, you're like, uh, but... Uh, cupcake. Yeah, um, yeah, but, you know, yeah, things, yeah. things sometimes turn out pretty decent. Um, so, I yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I definitely will be, will be checking it out, and then, uh, you know, you can come back and find out what I have to say about it next week. Um, and for you, John... This isn't necessarily going to be any kind of uh, defining album for me, or maybe it could be. One of my least favorite questions I get is, what kind of music do you listen to? I feel like (laughs) it's almost an impossible question to answer, especially because nothing really adheres to any one genre these days. And this band and this album that I'm going to suggest to John is kind of a prime example of that. Uh, So my suggestion for you, John, is an album called all we know of heaven, all we need of hell by the band Paris. Um, this is a band that kind of started off almost in the same vein as crazy 88, where they were post hardcore, but over time they kind of changed up their production a little bit. They have a lot of, um, really dark electronic influence in there that just makes it so different from anything else that's out there right now. I kind of like that. I kind of like the sound of that. Yeah, I mean, for someone, you said you don't really listen to rock too much anymore because you feel like a lot of it really sounds the same. I feel like you may be able to appreciate this because of how different it is. Um, Lynn Gunn, who is the vocalist, is probably one of the most unique vocalists that are out there right now, especially in, it's hard to say in this genre after what I just said, but I guess in kind of like the more rock side of things. Um, But this is an album that I listened to so much last year. So, so much. Um, and to be honest, it was something, it was an album that I kind of listened to that got me through a little bit of a hard time. So, I mean, I guess it is kind of one of those defining albums in a way. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to listening to it. Actually. I've never listened to Paris. I know you, I know you love them. 
so I think anybody that knows yeah, me knows yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, for the longest time, I, I didn't know how to say the name. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that tells you anything. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is Povris? But, <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of those yeah, things. I mean, yeah. nobody knows how to pronounce it. I'm not going to lie. When I first started seeing people wearing shirts that said P-V-R-I-S, I was like, Purvis? Like, I, I, even, I, even yeah, the order I, of the letters doesn't sound like that, but that's just the way that you instinctually want to pronounce it. Yeah, I, I, Again, thought, I thought it was Purvis for the longest time. I never questioned it. I was like... <laughs> That was like, so. Good old Purvis. Yeah. Uh, my my dad to this day, um, I've told him several times it's it's Paris. It's just supposed to be an upside down A, and he still will call them uh, Pavaris, um, Previs. Like honestly, anything but what the actual name is. I'm starting to think he's messing with me. But apparently, this is a common theme with uh, the older folks. Uh, I know that Paris has a pretty decently sized uh younger fan base so i know that a lot of them complain about about parents not being able to get the name right um <laughs> but yeah just for for your reference for anybody else it is paris it's it's just a name change that needed to happen for legal reasons and honestly it works out for the best if you were to go to google and search paris you're gonna find some sweet ass music no you're probably gonna find some lame ass pictures of the eiffel tower tired of seeing that shit so i mean they did the right thing it's a common <laughs> <laughs> it's a common trend these days artists are putting all kinds of funky characters and stuff in their names it makes sense it makes them more accessible i'm into it it's fine yeah hey i hate okay, fuck, yeah fuck the eiffel tower <laughs> boring ass fucking tower what what is he what even is that yeah really it's yeah so long over it get rid of it yeah so i th- i think uh for the first episode, we actually, I know, I think the Broaden Horizons, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Yeah, uh, me too. Because yeah. Frank Ocean is one of those artists that I've, I've seen people ranting and raving about for all this time now, but because it's not necessarily in a genre that I listen to a whole lot, I've kind of just dismissed it as like, yeah, I'm sure it's good, but I'm not going to give it the time <laughs> of day. Now I have to. So um, I, I love a good excuse to listen to something that I wouldn't normally listen to. Yeah, and also knowing I'm going to be able to talk about it with someone. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. a lot of the time, I feel like there's not really much of a point of, of going out of your comfort zone if you don't have a yeah. point, like a discussion or something following it. So, you know, it's kind of like a good old book club, except yeah. who, reads, who reads these days? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we got to go before I uh, before yeah. I start shitting on something else that's that's incredibly important to so many people over the world. I'm, I'm going a little too far. Yeah, Uh all right. Uh, you can follow me at John Lucero 777 on Twitter. You can follow Brittany at Hella Yes on Twitter. That's two I's instead of L's. Ones. Yes. I, yeah. Listen, I, yeah. I know. I got to yeah. change yeah. it. I got to change it. It's yeah. H-E-I-I-A-Y-E-S. It's Hella Yes, I guess. Hella Yes. But if you look at it, it's Hella Yes. Uh, if you listen to any of the podcasts in, in previous times, you should know this already. But I, I swear, when I come up with something else that makes more sense and is much easier to find... I'll do it. Yeah. If you like what you heard here and you want to try some other stuff on the site, uh, gamesandjunk.net, uh, there are, we have, we have our, our standard games and junk podcast. We talk about video, video games, video game news, all that jazz. We have our game club. Junk. We talk about, junk. Yeah. yeah, all that junk inside <laughs> that trunk. Um, <laughs> uh, we have our game clubs. Where we talk about specific games. We even have the occasional movie spoiler cast. We have one coming up this weekend that we're going to be recording for Blade Runner. 
So yeah, a lot of content coming on the site. If you uh, if you like what you hear here, we will we are going to try for like I said uh, once every uh, once a week with this. It's probably it's not going to be guaranteed every week, but we'll probably give you a heads up uh, on those occasions. Um, I think that's it, uh, and I guess we're going to talk at you later. Bye. See ya. Okay, 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 okay. You live in my dream state. We look at my fantasy. I stay in reality. You live in my dream state. Anytime I count, she. That's the only time we make up, make up. You exist behind my eyelids, my eyelids. No, I don't want to wake up. 20-20-20-20 visions Cupid hit me, Cupid hit me with precision I wonder if you look both ways When you cross my mind I said, I said I'm sick of, sick of, sick of, sick of chasing You're the one that's always running through my daydream I, I can only see